He bring to you some of the most amazing people in the world. Um, today is um, pretty special to me, I think. A special or hard? I don't know. Hold on, I gotta turn my music down. Um, because we're gonna be. I'm still hearing music. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> the technology piece of this world is not my thing. Anyway, so today is uh, is a day that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, I think it's it's close. It's near and dear to my heart. Um, as many of you who watch the show know, oh, I forgot to do my seat. It's, I'm just slow. Um, as <laughs> As you know, um, my mom recently passed of glioblastoma, which is a type of brain cancer. Um, and it took her about six weeks from diagnosis to when we lost her. And it is, um, it was like this quick learning, crazy educational session for me that I could do nothing about. <laughs> There was, there was literally nothing that I can do. And for one, they, my parents wouldn't let me do anything. And, I, you know, six weeks, not a lot of time. So um, my husband's dad passed of cancer. And the thing that, that I think is so near and dear to my heart is, you know, it's frustrating that we have so much of this going on, this constant diagnosis of cancer. I feel surrounded by it constantly. But these are things that um, I'm hoping that we're learning and we're learning how to mitigate. We're learning that the chemicals in our food and our environment are not are, are toxic and creating problems. We're learning that even when we do have the diagnosis that when we create a team of people who help us through the process, um, those people help us to understand the food we need, understand our biochemical uniqueness, understand what it is that we can do to get through the process and continue moving forward with our lives. And that's what it's about. And the show, we we bring to you people who are true experts in their field and they're amazing at what they do and I get so excited about it because they're here to serve, to teach, to benefit um, everybody around them. And so I'm gonna stop rambling, this is what I do every time, but I can't help it because I get all excited about it. But so today we have Jen Nolan, who is Vice President and Lead Oncology Nutrition Consultant. <laughs> I'm gonna get it all there. Um, and, of uh, Remission Nutrition. And so I was introduced to Jen back, it's been several months ago now. I believe it was right after maybe my mom passed, was it? Yeah, okay. Um, so will you say something? You're very quiet. Like, I can't hear you. Yes. Oh, can you hear me? Okay, gotcha. Okay, awesome. I was just being quiet. <laughs> um, so thank you so, so much for being here. I'm amazingly grateful, and I just can't wait to dig in because there's so much that people need to hear from you. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be yay, here. Yay, Awesome. Okay, I can't wait to dig in. But as always... Gratitude can change the world. So let's talk about um, what we're grateful for because gratitude changes the mindset. It changes the biochemistry. It changes our energy and it goes out to the world and it changes the world. And um, we have a lot to be grateful for um, even though there are some frustrations. So uh, take time every morning and if you can every evening or however works best for you and find something to be grateful for because it's uh, it truly can make massive changes in everything around you. So, Jen, what are you grateful for? 
Well, I love this, and I'm such a fan of gratitude and try to instill this practice in my own life and my families and my clients. So, well, today I'm really grat- I'm grateful for being here with you, Nikki. Thank you. And I'd like to say a little bit about the gratitude I have for this journey and how I got into this work, and it's similar to what you just said. I also lost my mom, so this is very near and dear to my heart, and she was only 56, so oh. she was super young, and she, but she lived for many years, and um, it really, her journey is really what brought me here, so mm-hmm. that's what my big gratitude is today. You know, n- we, none of us want to lose anybody to anything, <laughs> um, but I say this and I say this I say this a lot about the hard stuff in life is it's the hard stuff in life that gives us character that teaches us that allows us to grow and to build on who we are and what we what we have and what we can be and losing mom sucks really bad <laughs> um, but it also is ooh, it's also a, an amazing lesson, and um, it, it can give so much. I learned a ton through my mom and her her situation, and so so yeah. So I think all I'm trying to say is it sucks, but it also is is that growth, and it brought you to where you are, and you're helping however many thousands of people now with with what you're doing and making a difference, and 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 hopefully extending those lives that may not have been extended right so thank you yeah yeah and i feel like being on the journey with them it's just a big honor for me but also a way for me to honor my mom and her mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. yeah love so. oh so young so young it's heartbreaking um what am i grateful for today holy smokes um besides just having the ability to to, to allow people to hear to to bring to people what you do um i'm just grateful for warm weather and i know right now it's really warm but i'll take it over the really cold um you know i got the garden growing i'm starting to get some veggies and you know got the raspberries and the cherries and so i get to go outside and pick my lunch you know and that's like my favorite thing in the world is to go outside and pick my lunch So I think that that's what I'm, I'm really grateful for today because every day I look forward to it. I look forward to picking my lunch. But we're also dealing with, do y'all have Japanese beetles where you are? The little, they look like, um, what do they look like? Kind of green and red. They're actually oh. really pretty little beetles, but they're terrible. You're probably mm. too high. Um, yeah. I want to lift up Denver in the summer because... They're horrible. They're horrible. Um, and so every day I go out, I pick my lunch, and I put beetles in soapy water. And I pick my lunch, and I put beetles in soapy water. <laughs> so anyway, for those of you who are fighting the Japanese beetles, I feel your pain. Uh, it's no good. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, let's get a little bit about who you are. What you, I mean, we know what you do, but why you do what you do. What brought you here? Obviously, we know some about your mom, but... You have an amazing history in nutrition and health and wellness, and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a little bit envious. I'm like, I want to do that too. So, <laughs> so let's just talk about what got you here. What brought you here? Yeah, I mean, I guess the 
the biggest thing is what I already shared was yeah. my mom's journey and I really got you know I grew up in Minnesota um, I was kind of a city girl I didn't really do a lot in health and wellness and then I wound up moving to Crested Butte Colorado in my early 20s right around the same time that my mom was diagnosed and uh, I went to school at Colorado State University um, to become a dietitian and go th I went through the food science program there the dietetics and graduated and decided not to become a registered dietitian. So I went through a bunch of other trainings, kind of a whole slew, as you said, mm -hmm. of trainings. I went into, I got my master's in holistic nutrition. I went through some sports nutrition training. I did um, just kind of kept going, you know, with this, just kept learning while, you know, having a child and having a business, a clothing store in Denver and oh, all kinds wow. of great things. Fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, that was 20 years ago and then I just kept on learning and learning and learning and finally um, I heard about this program that Jess Kelly um, had going on through it was through NTI at the time it's now run through ONI which is Oncology Nutrition Institute and I just started hounding her like when are you gonna do it when are you gonna do it when are you gonna do it and so finally I um, hopped on and took this incredible program for oncology nutrition consulting. And when I did that, mm -hmm. she pretty much hired me on with remission nutrition right away. And so I've been consulting with her for several years now. Um, and it's just great. I, I have training in genetics, so I use a lot of um, genetic information, for, or I guess we can call it nutrigenomics. So I've gone through that mm -hmm. training. Um, I work for a company or with a company out of Germany. It's a sort of metabolic health company. It's called Metabolic Balance. So I've coached through them for years. But I always kind of just, I always say I kind of had my toes in the water a little bit with nutrition and was always doing other things. And once I um, hopped on with Remission Nutrition, it's been my full time gig. And that's been really great just to dedicate all of my time to one thing rather than being so scattered so yeah no i love that you know it is yeah. it's sometimes it's 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 hard when you are that that type that just wants to learn i'm because i'm the same way i'm all over the place i'm like okay i want to learn more about the cancer stuff and i want to learn more about um you know autoimmune stuff and i want to you know it's just it's like okay focus <laughs> no, yeah. it's not easy well, I, had a, I had a friend one time that was she's a naturopath um, friend of mine and she was like Jen you have to find a something like yeah. a focus yeah and what's cool about this work is that yes our focus is oncology but what we do is also could be helpful like we work so much with prevention mm -hmm. you know and so yeah what we do can help with so many different things and we look at all those things so if somebody does have an autoimmune condition yeah. you know the gut health things mm -hmm. food allergies all of these things we still work on because we're digging in we're not just saying oh you have cancer let's do this we're looking at the whole yeah. situation which is so so important um, a little bit of history here is, uh, it's, it's interesting because I went to NTI, which is Nutrition Therapy Institute here in Colorado, and Jess Kelly was one of my instructors. And we did, at the time, I was kind of hybrid. I did in class, and this was way pre-COVID, but I did in class as well as online. And so she was one of my online instructors, and I never actually got to meet her, but she taught me some things that, that today stick in my head. 
Um, and so we ended up just reconnecting and then she connected me to you. And so we'll have uh, Jess on here, I think in a month or so probably. So she'll be, she'll be great. Another really great one to have on. But um, anyway, it's getting back to the oncology piece. You know, what I, I talk to my, my clients about and what you're doing, and I, I, I hit on this just a little a bit ago, just briefly, but if you're dealing with anything chronic, including cancer, obviously, but if you're dealing with anything chronic, you have, to, I, in my mind, you have to build a team. You have to find the people who are your trusted resources, who know you as well as possible, but also who know your situation, who are experts in your situation, um, and then we'll communicate and work together for your benefit. And so when we're looking at things like um, oncology nutrition and all of the amazing things that they do, I mean, this is, this is oncology nutrition, oncology functional nutrition, right? I talk about functional nutrition and what that means. It's looking for the root cause. It's understanding bioidentical, bioidentical, biochemical individuality, um, and then stress factors, sleep, trauma history, uh, you know, exercise, all of the things that go into what a body needs, either before you're in a chronic situation or during. And so I want to, I want to talk, I want to dig into the nutrition stuff because there's so much information and misinformation in the world of health and wellness period, but let alone cancer. Um, and it is stressful, it's scary, it's hard, and I want to, I want to talk about the different diets. I hate the word diet, but I think diet is very appropriate when we're looking at therapeutic diets. And so we wanted to, I want to talk about that, and I want to get your thoughts on keto, on vegan, on fasting, all of those things, I want to understand what, I mean, I know what y'all do, but I, I want everybody to hear your thoughts and the why behind what you do and why you do it. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's kind of a big question. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a big question, and I will say that, first of all, you you mentioned the bio-individuality. I think that's huge. So one of the things that we do is first of all, we never ever treat cancer. So we treat the terrain, which is something, it's a term that we use and it's sort of, it's similar to like the systems of the body. So a lot of naturopaths would use the term system. So it's all of those things you mentioned. We look at inflammation, stress, movement, sleep, you know, the list goes on and on, yeah. hormone balance, blood sugar balance, all those things. So we really are very bio-individualized. So we don't just say, oh, here's your protocol and you're gonna be on this particular diet, whether it's a ketogenic diet or, you know, whatever. We're, everybody is going to fast. Everybody is going to be on a ketogenic diet. So I think that's really important to think, to understand first. Um, so we gather a lot of information from, from people. Um, a lot and as much testing as possible, and we can talk about that later. Um, I would say that the, you know, our, I would say that the backbone to all of what we do is metabolic health. Mm -hmm. So we want to help people become metabolically healthy. 
and I guess metabolic flexibility, you'll hear, hear that term yep, a lot. Yep. Mm -hmm. So making sure people are not on this insane sort of blood, I always do this, this is my blood sugar roller coaster. Yep, so yep. we want to keep people off of that. We want to balance them. And everybody's going to be different. I mean, I have people coming to me that are full on eating a standard American diet. They are nutrition 101. You know, so we're starting in a far different place with them. If we have somebody who, you know, is like your mom was with, you know, glioblastoma, there's a lot of research that shows that a ketogenic diet could mm -hmm. be helpful for somebody in that place. And so we might need to move a little bit quicker with them, nutrition 101 or not, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we, um, we know, we do, I will say that we do use more of an ancestral sort of diet, a paleolithic kind of diet. So we don't subscribe to I would not have somebody, if somebody came into me, I would not say, let's put you on a vegan diet or a you know plant-only diet um, or a juicing diet mm -hmm. um, because that can really deplete people. And we see this a lot. Yeah. So a lot of times people get a diagnosis, they get on the internet, and um, it's really prevalent, right, to yeah. see this plant-based, raw mm -hmm. food, juicing diet. Mm -hmm. So they'll go to that quite quickly and um, I always say, you know, they come to us and I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't a bad thing. It's okay, you know, that you did yeah. that. I'm not trying to make anybody feel like they did the wrong thing. You probably got a really great cleanse mm -hmm. and maybe hit a reset button, especially mm -hmm. if you were doing a, you know, standard American diet and went to that. Sure. So it does sort of sometimes help people get, you know, that quickie kind of fix mm -hmm. in a way, but then oftentimes they start to feel like junk. And labs, we look at a lot of lab work and we see a lot of people very depleted. Right. So we try to, then it's this conversation of like, okay, can we get some eggs in? How about some fish? How about, you know, and start sort of work that in. Now, I will say that I personally will very much honor somebody who is like, um, I had somebody recently who was an ethical vegan. Mm -hmm. They were like 100% absolutely no. And I'm not going to, I'm going to support them sure. and do the best we can with, mm -hmm. you know, the different plants that will really support them and really, you know, just nourish them as best we can. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to say no, 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 right. but mostly we're looking at more of an ancestral paleolithic diet where we have some animal proteins. Mm -hmm. I also am a big fan of sort of a Mediterranean style ketogenic diet. So it's not, we're not talking about, people call it dirty keto or internet keto. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a very healthy, yeah. you know, full of olive oil and mm -hmm. olives and avocados and nuts and seeds and fish and tons of vegetables. Yeah. So again, everybody's a little different with somebody. There's different levels of a ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. That's our. That's a really great tool for us. And earlier when I was talking about the terrains, um, a ketogenic diet can really help, you know, kind of hit all of those different systems of the body and improve them and really get us in a more metabolically flexible way. So I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah. hopefully, yeah. okay. Will you do me a favor? Um, I have been working on my own metabolic flexibility, but will you talk a little bit about that and explain what that means? Yeah, you bet. Mm -hmm. So what I would say, um, 
there's a few things. So if we, if I'm talking to somebody, a really big indicator of somebody not being metabolically flexible. Metabolic flexibility would be defined, I think, as being able to have really balance, balanced energy and really balanced blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So we're not having huge spikes and drops. We, again, that's that, you know, yeah. that thing, the ups and the downs, mm -hmm. the highs and the crashes and just you know, not feeling all that great. Somebody that comes to me and they're like, I have to eat before I go to bed or I can't sleep. Yep. Or I wake up every night in the middle of the night and I need to go to the fridge to get a snack to go back to sleep. Yep. I wake up in the morning and I'm so hungry. Mm -hmm. I can't go without snacking. Mm -hmm. I have to eat all day long. That is a really big indicator of yep. that metabolic flexibility. Mm -hmm. Or I'll ask, um, you know, do you get hungry at three in the afternoon? Or do you need to go take a nap or grab coffee? That can be an indicator of metabolic inflexibility. Right. So um, we don't want highs and lows in our blood sugar because that is a, can be very inflammatory to the bottom mm -hmm. body. It's also really hard on the organs. Mm -hmm. You know, we think about the, the pancreas having to shoot out insulin all the time. Yep. This is what causes or is a big cause of, you know, metabolic syndrome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and metabolic syndrome is a driver. Yep. I think everybody can agree that it's a driver for so many diseases. Yeah. yeah. Not only, you know, not just cancer. Right. No, totally agree. Um, well, you know, for example, Alzheimer's, right? They're calling it type 3 diabetes. Mm -hmm. You know, so much of it is, is we get way too much simple sugars and way too much carbohydrate in our diet that's not feeding us. And I would say too, metabolic flexibility um, being the ability to switch between burning fat and carbs uh, and being efficient about it, right? Yeah, um, so thank you for that. I, I have been doing a little bit of study and you know, as my own uh, best guinea pig, you know, I'm always kind of, I'm testing my glucose and I'm testing my ketones and I'm looking at what foods I react to and it's just really silly and fun and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Good. And mm -hmm. I, I think, I mean, this jumps a topic a little bit, but I think to remember that it's not just food that makes yeah. an impact on our blood sugar. So, you know, poor sleep, mm -hmm. um, oh, elevated yeah. cortisol, yeah. you know, is can make a big difference. So sometimes it's not only about mm -hmm. what we eat and when we eat, it has to do with stress, yeah. you know. A lot of people are using those CGMs, the continuous glucose monitors, yep. so yep. the thing on the back of the arm. And it's fascinating. I was talking to a client one time, and she was telling me, she was like, I hadn't eaten anything. I'm sitting in my kitchen, and my son came in, and he, you know, they got into this mm -hmm. this thing, and she said she looked at her monitor, her numbers, and it was like through the roof. Yep. <laughs> Isn't so. that interesting what stress will do? Stress mm -hmm. will increase your, your, your glucose so easily and I think also what you know if you don't eat enough or you don't eat when you're hungry it can increase stress which is going to increase glucose so it's so interesting the body and how intricate it is and what makes a difference and getting to the people who know you and know how to help you through these kind of these crazy times I mean I it's so important um, I have a quick question though about the glucose, uh, the, the co constant glucose monitoring, monitoring? Continuous, yeah. Continuous, thank you, where are my words? Um, what do you think about that and the, because a lot of them are Bluetooth, mm -hmm. or maybe all of them are Bluetooth, 
and so I started thinking the you know electromagnetic frequencies yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I agree and I don't know enough about them to know if it is the Bluetooth you know because some of these devices now they actually they're not going while they're on on your body okay. so if you have like say when you're asleep and don't quote me on this but I'd have to look into it but while you're asleep if you're turning your phone off you know to or or your internet off mm-hmm. then they're still collecting data mm-hmm. and then when you go to you know connect them back up they've remembered you know they have that memory i think that might be the case okay but it's a really good question mm-hmm. and i don't think a continuous glucose monitor is something that people are wearing for the long haul you know they're yeah. using them for say it's a 6 week period or a 30 you know 30 day period and so it's not like you're just living with that thing all the time. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that's always all of these devices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many. And there's more and more and more and the earbuds and the, it's crazy. Um, (laughs) So I want to, so we talked a lot about, you know, the healthy stuff, the good stuff, you know, what it is that we we want to do. But here's my experience. Um, I think mostly with my husband's dad because uh, it was a long-term situation. And my experience was he, they sent him to the hospital dietitian who told him to eat these foods that broke my heart. It broke my heart. Um, and we hear a lot when people are going through treatment, just keep weight on. So eat pudding and eat popsicles and drink Ensure. So I have to tell this story real quick because I I was blown away. I didn't realize the how these companies just sort of ingrain themselves in in the medical system. But when I graduated nutrition school, um, I had pharma uh, uh, a pharmaceutical experience in my past, and so uh, somebody came across my resume, reached out to me, and he said, "Hey, we have a pharmaceutical company who's expanding their nutrition." wing uh, department division (laughs) and um, you know saw your resume and thought we would reach out and I was like okay cool so um, I just you know I started to prepare for it and then I thought what is the nutrition product and so it was selling into oncology and so if you you know anything about pharma I mean you know you get paid well and you get the car and you get the expense account and all of the stuff but she told me I asked her I was like what is this product and she said well it's insure and she almost said it like she didn't want to say it <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that I almost did the interview just to ask the people how they could do something like this because if you look at the ingredients of insure there is nothing in it that is not inflammatory the, the synthetic nutrients, I believe, are probably inflammatory. It's full of canola oil, full of sugar, full of dairy. It is, it's the worst thing that you can put in somebody's body who is suffering with any kind of chronic condition. And so, obviously, I did not take uh, the job or didn't even interview. I was like, okay, sorry, this is not my thing. But this is what we hear. And, you know, in my experience also was my mother-in-law was very much in tune with health and what's good and what's bad. 
And when the dietitian told her to go get this product from the pharmacy downstairs, she bought five or six of them. She's like, I just didn't know what to do and I was afraid and I just needed to. And it's so hard to be put in the situation where you're the caretaker or you're the person who's sick and they're telling you to go get this stuff and you look at it you're like, are you sure? But okay, because I'm freaking scared. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we have a lot of tools where we can help people to understand this is what you can use instead of that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, I had a very mm -hmm. interesting experience at CSU and a, thank you, a pharmaceutical rep came in and <laughs> did a taste test with all of us in class with Insure, and they wanted us to taste the different flavors that they had. I think it was Insure at the time, because it was a long time ago. There's all, all kinds of companies doing this now, right? Yeah. But it was so sad to me. And even then, I was like, this is just not right. Yeah. And so, um, yes, we have, I'll start really quickly with, there is a weight gain shake recipe. So if anyone is looking for a great resource, the book that you know Jess Kelly wrote, co-authored with Dr. Anisha Winters, called the metabolic approach to cancer there is a recipe in there that's a it's a great kind of weight gain shake nice. so that can be helpful um, we want to make sure so what happens is people hear all the time you know eat whatever you want just don't lose weight yeah. right mm -hmm. eat whatever you want just don't lose weight and so what we want to make sure that people aren't just adding in a bunch of carbohydrate which is what that insure, amongst other things, is full of, mm -hmm. um, because people will gain weight with that, but it's typically more of sort of this fatty weight or inflammatory weight. Mm -hmm. What yeah. we want is people to gain muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And so we're working with different ingredients for sure, making sure we can get you know more protein in and more healthy fats. Yeah. And you know, remembering to help people use their muscles. So that's a really big thing when somebody's like, starting to kind of, you know, there's that thing called cachexia, and that's that wasting syndrome. Mm -hmm. So we're really working with that. It's an inflammatory condition. So mm -hmm. you add a bunch of insure, you're just adding more right. inflammation yeah. to the body. So how do we keep people eating, you know, more protein? Maybe it's bone broth, you know, really nourishing bone broth. Bone broth with salt, sodium is really nourishing, and, um, you know, maybe it's some fibrous vegetable and ginger. Ginger is like my go-to for people, especially when they're undergoing treatment. Mm -hmm. So what a great nourishing thing for them. Mm -hmm. It's warming to the system. You know, treatment can be very cooling to the system. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of other things we can do, but it's difficult. I work with a lot of caregivers too, of course, and helping them off that cliff of fear is really part of our job as well. Right, yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing uh, the bad information, but it's so awesome to get out the good information. And so, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I learned with my mom was that when there's a diagnosis, I think oftentimes, you know, there's a there's a push. You got to go get treatment now. You have to do this now. You have to do it right now. When Many times, I think probably not in my mom's situation, but many, many times, you have some time to do the research and to look and to to interview and to find people who help who can help you and to help guide you through the process, especially the decision making process. Um, I've I've talked to a couple of people. I mean, a couple of people who are coming to me, going, "Guess what? Here's where I am." 
and I then that's that's what I do is I'm sending them to people I'm like and, and you included talk to these people because just let them be a resource um, because it, it's it's so hard and it's so confusing um, it is yeah yeah I was thinking about it as I was kind of getting ready for our conversation if you know, what I would tell somebody, what would the first thing to do, you know, if they yeah. got a diagnosis, and I, I think you're exactly right, it's like step back, you don't have to just instantly, in most cases, just jump right in, so you can do some research. With that said, um, it's so overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know, we have so much information now that it gets, you know, people start to go down all of these rabbit holes, and that can sometimes perpetuate yeah even more fear so you're right interview people get a team mm -hmm. around you you don't just have your oncology team you can look for there's many naturopathic oncologists that are available there's you know nutrition people doing what we do i mean it's really important to get the information but don't just rely don't become if possible your own doctor yeah yeah you know because then it just it's tough and a lot of people just start they just get more fearful. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. I mean, yeah, you don't want to create more fear, more stress, more more blood glucose, sky yeah. high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will plug, I just want to say again, the book, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, um, is a really great book. It can be, it's a lot of information, um, but it's a nice start to just understanding this sort of like what I've been talking about, this metabolic approach. Um, you know, that might be a good place. That's what I will I will mention to people. That and stop eating sugar. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the stop eating sugar, stop eating processed food, and stop eating the inflammatory oils. I mean, it's, it's pretty, mm -hmm. pretty basic, and then you can kind of go from there. But yeah, the sugar is a big one, and you'll, you'll hear, you know, cancer feeds on sugar, and then you'll hear, no, it doesn't. There's no science behind that, you know. Um, but there is, there's, what is your thought on that? I mean, what do you, what do you say to people who come to you and say, but the doctor says sugar doesn't affect cancer? Yeah. Well, you know, m most doctors haven't had a whole heck of a lot of nutrition training. Mm -hmm. So that is something. I mean, they have a really great purpose, and it's not nutrition. You know, so we can't rely on them to know every single thing. Right. So there's, mm -hmm. there is research that says that, you know, sugar is cancer's primary fuel. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, it, that's why we always say, you know, that's why PET scans work, right? You take this, yep. all yep. this sugar and it lights up, mm -hmm. you know, the cancer gets super active. So I do believe in that statement. I also believe that if we can cut out sugar, we can help with our inflammatory system. We can help with, you know, our blood sugar, our hormone balance, all these things. And that is making the terrain. So when we talk about the terrain, um, those systems of the body, it's like the garden of the yeah. body. Yeah. And we want to make the garden as healthy as possible. We also want to make the terrain as inhospitable mm -hmm. to cancer as possible. Mm -hmm. And cancer loves inflammation. Yeah. It loves you know, slow and sluggish um, blood and lymphatic. And yeah. so we can support this, the terrain by taking out, like you said, the processed food, the mm -hmm. sugar, the inflammatory oils, yeah. and, you know, the list goes on. But mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. It's huge. 
I would love your thought on something. You know, there's there is there are a lot of people who still push the thought. I'm, I'm not going to say this really properly, but it, the the pH. The pH. Word. What's my word? I'm looking for. Alkaline. Huh? Well, alkaline. yeah. So yes, the acid acidic body, the alkaline is the you know. There's something that I'm thinking of, and it's it's anyway. But a lot of people believe that the more alkaline you are, right? Get your get your body super 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 alkaline, and cancer can't grow, and bacteria can't grow. I have my own thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, and I think that the thing is, is that cancer is pretty crafty and it can create basically its own micro environment around it so the you know an alkaline diet I don't believe is a cancer cure you know no diet is right it's all very integrative we would never say a ketogenic diet is a cure for cancer but it can help with the terrain the thing with um cancer is that it can create this microenvironment around it and or a tumor and it yeah. it doesn't necessarily matter you know yeah. what you're you know you can't make this the body super duper elk, alkaline and think that the cancer is going to go away yeah. with that said eating things that are very alkaline to the body like eating a very alkaline rich diet which is packed full of vegetables that's fantastic right. there's nothing wrong with that but I think what's happening is we're hanging our hat on this thing, this alkaline water and this all this stuff, and then we're drinking alkaline water out of plastic. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Talk about toxicity. Um, well, and I, my thought is too, if you constantly are drinking really high alkaline water, what are you doing to your gut pH? You know, we're supposed to have an acidic gut, and if we're squashing that fire in our gut, we're not break, we're not breaking down our food. We're not breaking. We're not utilizing our nutrients. We're allowing bacteria and parasites to grow and to you know opportunistically you know just get out of control. And um, you know I've had this conversation a couple of times in recent history, and um, I think we just have to be so careful with these fads that have some maybe some science behind them and some good things but taking it way too far yeah well and i also feel like you know with any of this watching labs like we need to know what's going on we can't just guess Mm -hmm. and so that's really really important and what we see in our work that's so exciting is a lot of lab improvement you know and so that feels really good you know we can tell if somebody's like like I was saying earlier about cachexia which is a really common thing that can happen with people that are going through treatment you know they their bodies start to break down and they start to rapidly lose weight we you know so we do a lot of things like like I've been talking about these interventions um it's not just a ketogenic diet we are doing things to improve their numbers say their protein levels their inflammatory markers all of that so um that's where it's more it's more constant that's this you know we're we're working with them kind of hand in hand yeah watching the response and that's the best thing about labs is really being able to track and see the change and i think it makes such a an emotional impact a mental impact on somebody who can who who maybe is feeling one way but you look at the numbers 
they're feeling one way or they've been told about their diagnosis or whatever it is and you look at numbers like this is huge I mean it changes the attitude it changes the outlook when you see the numbers changing in a positive way uh, it's motivating it's exciting and so yeah um, I have to I we only have 20 minutes it's so frustrating I can talk forever because um, I want to talk about micronutrients but I need to take a quick break uh, and talk about our sponsor Cellcore Biosciences who is uh, just amazing I love who they are and what they do they are innovative in their approach uh, and their delivery system to get the nutrients to the cells um, they the goal is to work in and on the foundation of health which is cellular health um, uh, uh, DNA mitochondria to really allow for the body to repair and to balance and to rid it of toxins biotoxins parasites worms microbes that aren't supposed to be there all of these things can put a really massive burden on the body they also hold on to metals and toxins from the air and our food and um, you know they can they can really again put a big burden on the body so I love Cellcore they do great stuff you can only get them through practitioners because they are very strong and they work really really well um, but um, you know look you can find practitioners around you um, obviously I'm a practitioner and I use them on a regular basis because they are amazing so thank you to Cellcore for being a sponsor um, I want to talk about real quickly micronutrient testing because it's one of those it was like it started out as the first testing I did so that's kind of where I cut my teeth on lab testing and I still do it through a different company these days but it can give us so much information and I'm gonna tell you that when I'm doing it and I have some pretty chronic clients I don't usually see uh, cancer clients but I have some who are pretty chronic and oftentimes it's due to GI dysfunction it's autoimmune disease and what are we seeing we're seeing across the board nutrients are in the tank and they're eating um, and they're trying to eat well even and nutrients are still in the tank because why they are inflamed and they're not they're not digesting and breaking down and absorbing their nutrients so I'm assuming you know so you're doing micronutrient testing what are you seeing same mm -hmm. for sure yeah. um, we use a couple of different companies for micronutrient testing and you know some of the labs like if we use we can use serum you know just straight up mm -hmm. serum lab tests for things like vitamin A and vitamin D yeah. um, fairly accurately but it's really cool mm -hmm. to get these other micronutrient tests so we can see the different like is the intracellular right. like is the vitamin B12 is a great example because yeah. you'll see in a serum test sometimes the vitamin D is crazy high and that's because they're supplementing however we can look at other markers and we see wow their vitamin b12 status is kind of low mm -hmm. what's going on mm -hmm. and so that is oftentimes an absorption issue mm -hmm. the challenge that we have is that a lot of our clients are also going through treatment so the yeah. likelihood of their bodies really absorbing some of this stuff isn't so hot anyway mm -hmm. so we're you know we might not do a micronutrient test while they're in the thick of treatment yep. we might wait until after if we can do something before to get a baseline that's kind of cool mm -hmm. but um i think they're so valuable because it can see because we're just kind of i always call it without looking at these tests we're just throwing a dart at a wall without a dartboard yep. you know we don't really know mm -hmm. and so it's really helpful and then what's cool is i'm always food first mm -hmm. so how much can we use 
food to get these nutrients in, and I think obviously the gut. I mean, the gut needs to be able to absorb. It's got to be healthy. It can't be super inflamed and have all of these, you know, holes, so to speak, yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's huge. And remembering too that the so much of the immune system is it lies in the gut, mm -hmm. and so we got to keep that puppy happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, somebody who has been diagnosed and going through treatment. Um, so you know, we know that drugs can deplete nutrients. We know that drugs, uh, certain treatments, toxins, they can create that intestinal intestinal permeability. So somebody is going through the treatment and um, and you're they're eating well. What happens though? I guess my my my, my question is. Can you give support, and I'm specifically thinking like glutamine or something during treatment that helps to mitigate some of the dysfunction that the the toxic drugs or you know that are trying to do a job right, but they're creating sort of on that back end. Yeah, I usually if somebody's working with a naturopathic oncologist um, that's metabolically trained, mm -hmm. um, then I would mm -hmm. say that I would leave that up to them. This yeah. is the more supplements. So yeah. I would use things that could be like like marshmallow root mm -hmm. tea and things like that that are very or aloe things that are very um, nourishing to that tissue that can help support. Sometimes um, we'll use some you know bone broth that can be great too mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, I don't, we use collagen powder sometimes. It just depends. Uh, we don't want to go overboard with that because remember earlier when I said cancer can be crafty, mm -hmm. you know, if there's a, too much, I think so much of the time we're just using too much of these things. It's yeah. like, I do my collagen powder three times a day or whatever. Right, yeah. And we don't want to go too crazy because mm -hmm. the cancer could, if there's excess that the body can't use to say, you know, um, sort of, strengthen soft, I shouldn't say strengthen, but just utilize that yeah. that um, collagen. Mm -hmm. Then if it's left over, hanging out over mm -hmm. here, then cancer might be able to go snag it and use it to its benefit. So at, uh, too much of a good thing yeah. maybe isn't such a good thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I definitely want to be careful with that. But glutamine, there's some, there's some research out there. I mean, some people use it for only during treatment, mm -hmm. you know, to help with that, exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. There are other products out there that are really great for formulas for helping with gut health that mm -hmm. don't have glutamine in them. There is some talk about glutamine maybe being, um, you know, something that cancer can utilize sure. okay. yeah. to its advantage. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. A little bit careful with glutamine. That's so interesting, isn't it? Uh, you know, um, and and why you take a step back and you do the research and and you go to people who 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 have this information because just because something is good doesn't mean it's good for everybody all the time. Um, yeah. And I love glutamine, but they, we just have to be so careful. I think also, um, and this is not off topic, but maybe a little deeper than we should go. But I'm thinking NAC has that potential mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, NAC does mm -hmm. NAC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, a, I think, probably a lot of things. And what we try to do, again, we always just go back to food mm -hmm. and we go back to the terrain. Yeah. So we don't want to get too crazy with, you know, we, like, again, going at the, all the pathways that cancer might be, you know, able to utilize. We really are like, how healthy is the terrain? Mm -hmm. Is this person mm -hmm. hydrated? If they're hydrated, they probably have a better chance of 
having better gut health. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. are they moving? Mm -hmm. Huge, right? If they're not moving, then they could have sluggish lymphatics, they could have, you know, sluggish blood. We don't want that. So it's always looking at the terrain. Yeah. Um, how stressed out are they? Mm -hmm. You know, I would say, you know, as much as I love talking about food and I'm always trying to bring it back to food, the majority of our of my calls are probably spent, I mean, not, maybe not the majority, but a large part yeah. are spent on, it's like therapy, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which I love. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, being there with people. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, there's something I was going to say, but I don't remember what it was. So I think that what I want to make sure that we hit on um, I want to I want to talk about the nutrigenomics a bit, um, the testing that you do, and then of course getting into your services, how remission nutrition works, how you work with people, and then you know how, of course how you can be found and, and resources for people because you'll have a lot of resources on your website. And I also saw that you have a client portal, so I'd love to know what's involved in the client portal. Awesome. So I'll just talk really quickly about the um, genetic piece. Yeah. So we, while again, we don't hang our hat just on the genetics, mm -hmm. um, it's really enlightening for us, especially when we're working on creating a, a personalized nutrition plan for somebody. Mm -hmm. So we can see kind of, it, it's not set in stone, this, this genetic thing. Yeah. Um, we really have a lot of power over our genetics and how they play out. So that's really empowering and cool. So we know, and this goes back to that conversation earlier about vegan or you know, you know, plant-based vegan, um, eating some animal protein, we can really utilize that report or that information to help really create a plan for somebody. So an example might be some people, um, you know, eat, they won't eat fish, say. Say they're vegan and there's a lot of people a large part of the population from all of the reports i've looked at and i've looked at many a lot of people may have trouble turning say a plant-based yep. source of omega-3 mm -hmm. into a really absorbable source of omega-3 omega-3s remember the anti-inflammatory oils we need them we get them from fish fatty fish and it's hard to get them from say walnuts yep. for yep. a lot of us mm -hmm. and so that's an example of why we might want to push, hey, can we just get some fish on board, help really high quality fish, mm -hmm. low in mercury and all that jazz, high in, er, in um, omega-3 fats, multiple times a week, a couple times a week, yeah. you know? So that also gives us vitamin A and all of these things. Cod liver oil is actually also a really great source. Mm -hmm. So that's what we use the genetic information for is just to help customize there's a lot of information there too in how people, certain people might metabolize certain things like certain types of fat. And so some people might have a hard time with saturated fat. Mm -hmm. We can see then in their genetics, if they're, you know, or sorry, in their um, lab work, if they are having trouble, yeah. and we can alter the types of fats that we get them. Again, you know, it's not always bacon and, and uh, you know, yeah. all of those, like the lard and mm -hmm. duck fat and things like that. So it's more, in my opinion, I like to do more of a Mediterranean diet mm -hmm. because it's far less of the saturated fats. So we customize with that genome or genomic report. Yeah. The interesting thing that, um, that I always want to, I feel like I want to put out there is that, you know, when we're looking at the genomic reports, they're your potential. Yes. It doesn't mean it's who you are. It's your potential. Um, so which is why you take it and you pair it with 
uh, the labs and the lifestyle and the symptoms and all of the things that go along with it. It's important to have the full picture and not just rely on one or two different things, especially a genetic report. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about what you do and and I guess how you I know what you do but how you do it and I'm, I'm curious about what's involved in the client portal I saw that and I was like I want to know what's in there <laughs> it's so great it's a really helpful tool for us and I hope for our clients I think for some people they're like uh, another portal because yeah. they already yeah. have three more in there yeah. but it's great because it's HIPAA compliant so we use it for all communication um, we help that's where all of our intake forms are done so people log in and they fill out their forms we do a fairly elaborate intake um, and we do uh, a summary it's sort of a, a journal entry for people and I find that a lot of people find that very therapeutic and it's really neat for me working with people one-on-one -on -one is such an honor the things that I get to learn about them you know, we work with people all over. We have, we're worldwide. Mm -hmm. And so I find it such a gift to like, get this window into their life. Yeah. And it's, so it's really special. And I think it's an opportunity for people to look outside of just the, you know, answer this question, yes or no, or, or a food diary. It's really talking about their life. And sometimes people will do like a whole chronology mm -hmm. of, you know, from early on all the way through. So really helpful tools. So we have a really great intake process and then we do food blogging of course that's huge we have to know what people are eating yeah. um, and when and so that's mm -hmm. important too um, so we offer we do a lot of one-on-one -on -one. we're working on some more sort of group opportunities um, but mostly one-on-one -on -one with okay. clients we yeah. start our initial consult is a two-hour session mm -hmm. and as much as that sounds long it actually flies by yeah. with most people mm -hmm. um, we have you know, three different consultants now. One, um, Carrie is just coming on board and she's been um, in our administrative or more client relations position. So I'm super excited about that. So we'll have three very, very qualified people um, working with people and with clients. So it's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, we also do, like I do an hour and a half um, nutrition genomic consultation. So somebody would get their genomic report, then I would take it and help them understand it and utilize the information. Mm -hmm. We do every, we do prevention. So that's one thing that we, I really love because prevention is so important. Yeah. Start this now. Mm -hmm. um, and then we work with people that are in all different stages of a cancering journey, we would call it. So whether they're, they've just been diagnosed, maybe they've, they've gone through treatment, then now they're coming to us for help in recovering from treatment. Uh, we really offer a lot of support. I love supporting people during treatment, actually, because that's where I can see a lot of our work just working really well for folks. So there's all different kinds um, of services. We do packages, so you could do just a one-on-one -on -one or one-off session. I love it when people come back for at least oh, a couple. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's so important. Um, does that answer the question yeah. that we do? Yeah, Bye. yeah, no, that's great. I love it. It's it's helpful because it. You, I still find that people don't know what nutritionists do, <laughs> and um, it's it can be really confusing because everybody has their own ways of of working and doing things. And so, um, I think it's important for people to know if they're listening to this and 
they're going through the journey or they have a family member or a friend going through the journey that they're, they have an idea of, you know, kind of what it's going to look like and, and continue to learn how to build their team and find the resources that are going to be best and give the best guidance because it can be, I keep saying this, but it's true. It's just hard and it's confusing and it's frustrating. And, um, and so finding the people who just have the most knowledge is always the best. Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing that we do because we've been in the industry for quite a long time and fairly connected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice because I feel like sometimes I'm a connector. It's kind of like what yeah. you do, right? You find you hear of somebody, you're like, hey, let me send you over there. And so mm-hmm. that is really helpful. Um, we also, you know, I tend to be an over-informer sometimes. And so I, I really try to set up expectations in the beginning and ask clients like what kind of a learner are you am I going to overwhelm you by sending this Mm -hmm. six page thing or do you want it everybody's different yeah so we give a lot of recipes we get we don't do a ton of like um you know uh, what meal plans necessarily Mm -hmm. that are really specific that come with the grocery list and all that jazz um because I find that everybody's so different they live in different places Mm -hmm. what's available Mm -hmm. is different but we do say here's a great here's a typical breakfast for you, or here are a few different breakfasts for you, um, or lunches or dinners, here's food timing information. Like We do get really, obviously, really specific. Yeah, and I think that's good. It's a, that's a really good point, and it's a, it's a smart point, because um, I find the same thing is people, you know, if they're calling me and asking me questions, well, do you do meal planning and, you know, all these things, I'm like, everybody's so different. You know, I give you tons of resources but to give you a full-on grocery list and the whole thing like you probably aren't gonna like what I like or you might or it's gonna change and so I think it's important to to have that expectation um, you know again it goes back to you know, we're all unique and different and, and as you said too what's available that's a really important point when most of these day, most of us these days are working virtually so what I have available to me and what's available and New York or California or whatever could be very different. Yeah, and also empowering people Mm -hmm. because it's really about a lifelong. You know, it's it's always thinking about lifestyle and and empowerment. It's not just like you said in the very beginning. I don't like the word diet. Well, I don't either. I like therapeutic diets. Yes, but we want to also be teaching people how to do it on their own so they don't always have to rely on this grocery list or this you know this meal plan they got they need to figure it out and how to cook and we work with people like you know some people they don't that's one of our questions like do you like to cook yeah some people are like no Mm -hmm. so i help them along like let's figure out really simple things for you to do and you know or asking for help that's another thing yeah 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 (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. Just ask for help. <laughs> so sometimes I have to have tell I have to sort of have that one to one with a client. Just ask me. You know, don't think you're out here on your own doing it all by yourself because you're not. So, um, talk about where you can be found because we are about out of time and I can't believe it. I can't either. Um, so Remission Nutrition is our website, and I um, also, again, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer is the book by Jess Kelly and Dr. Nisha Winters. It's an awesome resource. Um, so yeah, you can email info at remissionnutrition.com. 
Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, it's just Remission Nutrition. And where else? Um, I think that's it. I did send over a link yes. to a recipe yes. guide. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's just 10 recipes. It's awesome. It goes into the nutrition aspect behind each of the recipes, too. It's pretty cool. And each of the recipes are kind of dedicated. It's what's in the book, but it's dedicated to one of the terrains. So say, you know, there's a recipe for inflammation or anti-inflammation, mm -hmm. things like that. So it's pretty cool. So there's a coupon code that I shared with with you so yeah, I love that thank you yeah so we will take that and we'll post it in the comments and post it all around for anybody who uh, wants to download that and learn some more I can't I can't um, I can't say it enough that if you are dealing with this or know somebody who's dealing with it reach out you know reach out to me I'm happy to be your resource but reach out to remission nutrition um, because they are Truly amazing what they do. They've got so much information. I so want to go through Oncology Nutrition Institute. <laughs> like, so many things to do. <laughs> I think that would just be, it would be amazing and fascinating. And, and it's so needed. Um, you know, I every time some I have a new person comes to me and says, guess what? I'm like, okay, I want to know more. I want to be able to help here. Um, and I'll do some, but when it's most of the time, you're getting my call. So anyway, um, thank you everybody for joining. I'm so grateful. Uh, we'll have Jess Kelly on here in a month or so and we'll talk some more about this and give you more amazing information. Uh, of course, you can find me tastelifenutrition.com and then all of the social media is Taste Life Nutrition. You can fill out an, uh, an assessment on the website that comes straight to me. I reach out to you personally and we chat about it a little bit. I'm also starting my conception, my soulful conception workshop and courses coming up here soon. So be on the lookout for that because I'm super excited about that. That's going to be really fun. Um, and I think that's it. So obviously here every week streaming live on KUHSDenver.com Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Join us. I believe I'm here next week and then I have a family vacation coming up in a couple of weeks. So. Uh, but join us. We have amazing people on. Jen, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm super grateful. You gave us a lot to think about, so thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you. Jen, if you'll stick with me for just a second, I want to tell you a second. Thanks, everybody.